What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Real Talks, the podcast where we discuss real life with a Christian perspective with your host, your boy, Hector Ramirez. I hope this encourages you and blesses you. So let's get real. Welcome, everybody, and thank you again for tuning in to the first episode of my brand new podcast. You know, I, I previously started a podcast, but um, relaunched it, new brand, same passion, you know, so uh, this is exciting and feels amazing right now doing it as I'm recording in my office in my home, currently on a Sunday at two, almost 2.30, so um, it's exciting. For those of you who are first-time listeners, my name is Hector Ramirez, and I am married to the lovely Caitlin Ramirez. We have been married almost six years come March. Wow, how time flies when you do it with people you love. And because of our love for one another, we have our 15-month-old a little girl named Maggie C. And our little Evie Charlotte, our other little girl who will be born very soon. Um, at the time of this recording, it could be any day or possibly next week. So y'all uh, keep us in your prayers. So a little bit about us. I'm an associate slash student pastor at Vine Church in Troy, Alabama, and my wife is a local high school teacher in the county. We love what we do. We are so blessed. We're so thankful to do what, what we love to do all the time. Now, I want to share this, that um, that as you listen, I, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I've watched several different YouTube videos. Um, and what I haven't found is a good podcast or YouTube channel that is real about life with a Christian perspective. Like you get you get either or it's either all full on secular or all, you know, this is going to sound bad, but I don't mean it to sound that bad. Like shoving Jesus down your throat. And it's like like one thing I tell people is when people have serious issues and they come to church, obviously the best thing we can do for them is pray with them. But I personally cannot stand it when I'm hurting and I come up to someone and they say, oh, let's let's pray, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong. That's that's not bad. But like, you know, sometimes we need practical things we can do. So I figured, why not give it a try? Why not start something and see see what what happens with it? So this is what's been birthed. And I hope that it inspires you to be real and genuine people of faith. And so a lot of things that I'm going to talk about are going to come with a Christian perspective and just be real with it. I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. That's that's how I am. That's how I live my life. Um, so, you know, because we will mess up and have failures, but we are all in a learning process. So whether you're a believer or not listening right now, please don't cut it off. Just give me some time to explain some things and let's just dive in and let's see what happens. So our first topic, let's be real about joy. So I want to talk about on the topic of joy because um, and really just the difference between joy and happiness because those are two very different things. You see joy, let's talk about where joy comes from. Joy only comes from coffee, period. No, I'm ju I'm just kidding, you know. I love me some coffee. I never thought I'd be a big coffee drinker until our little girl was born last year in August. Um, I started drinking coffee nonstop. Then I it was uh, I slept for two hours 
when our Maggie was born in the hospital. We stayed there three days, I believe, we, which my wife had a supernatural childbirth. Incredible story, um, which she will be joining us on the next episode. So y'all be tuned, get ready to tune into that. It's going to be amazing. But let, let's be real now. Uh, let's talk about joy and happiness. Joy is an internal response. Happiness is an external response. Joy comes from the inside and happiness comes from the outside. Joy is peaceful, but I believe happiness is chaotic. Yes, happiness is chaotic. Now, I also want to share something with you. I do have a script, but a lot of things I'm going to be ad-libbing and just throwing them in there as the thoughts come into my mind. So this is why I want it to be different from, from different podcasts because I want to be very real. So let's, let's talk about happiness being chaotic. I think about all the millionaires, and not even just people with money, but people who have nice families, they have great jobs, they have amazing friends, and you know the people that look like they have it all together most, you look at them from the outside, we're like, man, I wish I was like that, or I wish I had that, you know, but deep down on the inside, I have spoken with several of these people, and they're miserable. And they're still unsatisfied with their lives. And I believe it's because we as a culture in America associate happiness with items we receive or have or even from people in our lives. You know, here's the problem. What happens when things don't go our way? What happens when we lose that job or we lose those friendships or we lose that relationship or, you know, or we, we, we face this um, physical ailment or, you know, we face hardship. Here's what happens. We have nervous breakdowns. Anxiety kicks up. Depression keeps us in bed, crying ourselves to sleep. Our souls get in a chaotic, unstable mode because things don't go our way. And you see, happiness can be an emotional roller coaster ride. I have a best friend who says that some people are like roller coasters. And he, he'll say this, if I wanted to ride a roller coaster, I would go to Six Flags. Now, this is real talk, y'all. So let me ask you something. Are you an emotionally unstable person? Do people feel drained when you go around them? Or, you know, how do they feel after they've been around you? Um, shout out to my uh, one of my best friends, Pastor Taylor Halsey. He, he, he's actually the one who who brought this uh, topic up, you know, and so I was like, man, that's so true, because some of us are emotionally unstable, and I can guarantee you, you probably don't have joy in your life. Uh, Listen, you can be joyful without happiness. You can have a crappy job and not be happy, but still be joyful through it all. You're you're listening to somebody who's walked through it. Like, guys, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be real. Like I've had some crappy jobs to get to where I'm at right now, and I still was just as joyful. I still would some of these jobs I would grit my teeth and I would pray and I would before I walked in through those doors, man, I had to have my spirit man on top because if not, things were gonna get ugly. So you can have a crappy day and not be happy, but you can still be joyful. You can have crappy relationships and things come up out of nowhere, but you can still be joyful through it. Why? Because joy comes from the inside. 
This isn't, and, and look, y'all, this isn't just for optimistic people. I get it. I'm a person who sees the glass um, half full instead of half empty. So, and joy isn't just about smiling all the time and being completely ignorant of what's going on, but it's choosing choosing to be one way in the midst of chaos and it might not even be chaos it might be just a good time like staying joyful in all things you see joy is a peace when you don't like your job but you still do it with excellence joy is understanding that people may treat you bad but you can still have joy in the situation joy is understanding that everything will work out even if it doesn't look like it right now Joy is saying, you know what, God, I don't know what the future has in store or what you have in store for me, but I'm going to be joyful in knowing that you got me. And here's the reality of this concept. Your joy is only as stable as where it comes from. So let me say that again. Your joy is only as stable as where it comes from. Where does your joy come from? We talk about it being an internal place, however, and an internal peace However, where does that come from for you? Real talk, mine comes from Jesus. I made that decision when I was a 16-year-old teenager. I was like, you know what? I, I, I was, just to give you a little bit of background about me, I'm not going to go into my testimony, but I was in a rough place. And we'll go into that at a, at a later episode. But for now, for time's sake, um, I was just at a rough place and I needed some joy. I needed some peace in my life. And the only place I found that was through Jesus. Now, if you're not a believer, please just let me explain and don't just cut this podcast off right now. So uh, my wife is, like I said, she's going to be joining me on the next episode and we're going to go more in depth on the year of 2018 for us because that year, y'all, was the worst year of our lives to date. I mean, it was ridiculous, the battle and battles we went through that year. Um, So... Uh, I, I remember that we had to recalibrate our minds and our internal software to say, you know what, no matter what happens next, and there were a lot of bad necks in that year, we're going to choose joy. We're going to choose joy in the midst of our circumstances, in the midst of our situation. We're going to choose to be joyful through it all. Yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, there was lots of pain. Yeah, people left. Yeah, people turned their backs on us. Yeah, we we hurt people. But in the midst of it all, even when working through those things, we chose joy. And you have to tell yourself that. Joy is something you have to choose. I can't make you joyful. I can make you happy sometimes and some of these things, you know, but, but I can't make you joyful because joy comes from, say it with me, it comes from the inside. So is your soul joyful at this moment, at this very moment that you're listening to this? Um, now, I want this podcast to be different and give you practical tips and tools that you can apply to maybe help you on this journey of finding your joy. And I know what some of you are thinking. I uh, Hector, I thought that you said that joy comes from the inside, but the tips you've given are all external, that you're going to give are all external things. You're right, but stick with me and I'll tell you where my ultimate joy comes from. 
you see, here are the things that have helped me discover joy for my soul. Because I, I, I want to explain something to you real quick. Uh, we're triune beings. I don't care how you believe it or what you believe. You have a spirit, you have a soul, and you have a body. So your spirit is the internal spiritual voice that you'll hear. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. And your body is your physical body, of course. Your, your, your six senses, as they say. So, um, uh, but your soul consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So this is the part that has helped me with my soul. Because we have to... I know a lot of believers who they try to take care of their spiritual side, which is amazing, but we neglect our other two two things that, that make us up. We neglect the soul and we neglect the body. I used to be a big person, um, just personally, of, of mental illness when people would bring that up. And I'm like, oh, you need Jesus. You need Jesus. But the reality of it is that, man, I, I the way I believe, I believe you know, God heals people today, and I've seen him do it in physical bodies, like miracles and signs and wonders, that type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, and I've seen it happen, and for some people, they were healed instantly. For others, it took a process. Why is it any different for our souls, for our mind and our will and emotions, for us to work on that? So I used to think that going to a psychologist was a, like, and I still don't think that psychology, like secular psychology it, I mean, it, it, it works, but the retention rate is still, there's still some things battling there that the retention rate's not so, not so great. But for people, um, through Christian counseling, I think there's a ton of benefits for it. And I think we need it. Even myself, I've even thought about it before. I'm like, man, I, I need to go talk to somebody about things because we can get in our own headspace and it can mess us up sometimes. We can, we can down ourselves. We can uh, just rip ourselves apart. And so, you know, God cares about our soul. So here's some things that have helped me with uh, regaining joy in my soul. So the first thing is get involved with a faith-filled family. So wherever you are, get involved with your church. I know because of COVID right now, it's kind of it's kind of complicated and a lot of churches are doing church online and it can be comfortable. Uh, sitting in your living room, watching it online. And, and that's all great, but you need to be around a family. You either need to get in a small group, you need to do community groups, whatever, how home groups, whatever your church calls them. And you need to get involved, get in smaller communities, you know, serve, serve your church. You know, serving other people sparks a joy inside your body, inside your, your spirit too, your, that joy, seeing that person being helped. I'm telling you, we were made to help people. So here's the second thing. Establish a hobby. Um, I have a couple of hobbies for myself. When I feel drained, when I feel down, when I feel like I'm not being joyful, um, I don't necessarily turn to read my Bible, even though that's a given. You know, even the, And I don't necessarily turn to praying, um, which those are great things. I do those things, but... And I'm not saying there's not joy in doing that. Absolutely, there's joy. But God cares so much about our soul that he made us with a soul. So obviously, there are things that he knows that we're going to do that can refill us up, fill our tanks back up. And so for myself, I'll either work out, I'll go play basketball, or I'll play Call of Duty. Um, other examples are reading a book, watching movies, you know, you know how you need to establish a good hobby for yourself. 
The third tip is get rid of toxic relationships. Come on, somebody needs to give an amen right then. You need to get rid of the toxic relationships. You need to drop the negativity and the toxicity around you. You know, look at your circle. And if it's all the time filled with negativity and problems and drama and gossip, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to be real with you. You need to go ahead and drop that. Drop whatever you need to because you need to work on yourself. You, How do you expect to be joyful? Yes, there are times when we can mature and we can be joyful in the midst of all that. But until you're there, you need to work on yourself right now. You need to get rid of those toxic relationships. That includes boyfriends and girlfriends. Like, I'm sorry. That's If it's toxic, it's toxic. It ain't going to work out. So the fourth tip, pursue a passion. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, don't give up on your dreams. You want to, you want to, you got these big dreams. That's awesome. Don't give up on it. Pursue it. It's going to give you joy. You know, pursue it, pursue it, pursue it. My fifth thing, fifth tip, clear your mind at night. Um, I love, uh, I got some, I, I love my family in Troy. I love my church family. I, I've met some amazing people. And um, these two, the Johnsons, um, uh, they, they told me this one time. They said they go to bed at night with peace in their hearts because they'll ask each other this. Did you do your best today? If And, and it all goes back. Did you do your best in the area that God has called you to? So if you answer yes, okay, then how can you make it better tomorrow? If you didn't, if you answered no to that question, did you do your best? No. Okay, well then what can you do to do your best? And start working that way. Clear your mind at night. So that's helped me a ton. The sixth tip is speak positive things over yourself. Now, my wife and I, two things that get on our absolute nerves, just trying to be real with you. If you want to be in our circle Um, and be real close to us, you will quickly find out that we don't put up with negativity and we don't put up with whining or and complaining. Like that is not in our DNA. We are not those type of people. We, we are a positive family and just, we're, we're looking to brighter things. We don't have time for the negativity and we don't have time for the whining. We might listen to it, but, and we, we're going to give you tips to help you with it, overcome it that particular situation, but to sit and soak in it, we just ain't that type of people. So uh, speak positive things of yourself. Look yourself in the mirror and say you're a leader, not a follower. You are above and not beneath. You are the head and not the tail. And I'm telling you, you're blessed going in the city. You're blessed coming out and watch the blessings come down. Um, The seventh tip is have an accountability partner. Have somebody you're close to, a brother or a sister, um, that you can just be open with and tell them your struggles and and help you through it. And that's going to help. That's they're they're there to keep you accountable. And it might accountability might look like they might drag you through the mud just trying to get you to the other side. But that's okay because we need accountability. So now the eighth tip I want to tell y'all. I, I said, if you hold on, I'll give you the where, where my ultimate peace and joy comes from, and that is from Jesus Christ himself. So, um, you know, you might be wondering why. Well, it just makes the above things a lot easier with that. And me personally, I've been a Christian for 
let's see, when I was six, I gave my life to Christ when I was 12. And then, of course, going home in a toxic situation, it was hard for me being 12 years old, not knowing how to read the Bible and not being taught these things. I eventually came back to Christ when I was 16. So I would say from the from the age of 16 to now, man, I've been a Christian 10 years. It's crazy. So, uh, but I've had so much joy, so much joy in my life. And our daughter, we actually pray. The word we received for our pregnancy was joy. That this daughter was going to be joyful. She was going to be the spirit. the The joy of the Lord is our strength. And so we actually prayed several of these scriptures over her, and um, and she's a little bundle of joy. Uh, she is so all the time smiling and happy, and she's just man filled with the joy. So now, um, I never want to conclude a podcast episode um, without reading a scripture. So here is the one for today. Uh, Psalm 1611, it says this, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy, Mm, fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forever." more. So just think about that scripture again. It was Psalm 1611. I'm reading from the ESV translation. Okay, so check it out. Try these tips out. If you've been needing some joy, try them out. Uh, see what happens and uh, just let the Lord bless you, right? Let's be real. Let's let's talk about several things. So thank you for joining me on my first episode. Um, I'm excited. The next episode, I will have my wife and I will be will be tag teaming it, um, getting more real about this topic of joy, and then we'll talk about 2018 and give you more context about why it was so such a rough year. But if you want to keep up with us, um, subscribe to this podcast, share it with somebody, tag us on social media. You can find us on there. I'll actually add the links to our social media in uh, in the comment section or in in the uh, subscribe section in the podcast. Um, but we love y'all. Uh, I'm praying for you. I believe in you. You can do this. Uh, Don't let it beat you. You got this, okay? Thank you for tuning in and listening to Real Talks Podcast with Hector Ramirez. If this blessed you and encouraged you, don't forget to click the subscribe and share buttons. Now, until next time.